This is Betting with Bobby on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Open Mind is gathering momentum, but she is seven lengths off the lead of Bayakoa, who comes for home now, entering the final furlong, and gorgeous with a bold late run toward the rail. Bayakoa is put to a fierce drive, trying to hold on by two. Gorgeous trying to catch her, running out of ground. but she wound up third. And what we thought was going to be a blistering pace was a crawl. 48 and four for the half mile. The distaff turned into a sprint as they turned for home and Bayakoa wins it. Now, here's Bob Nestanovich. Good afternoon and welcome to Betting with Bobby on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Available streaming on the website at horseracingradio.net. Sirius uh, Channel 162 and XM Radio Channel 201. My name's uh, Bob Nastanovich again. I'm filling in for Bobby Newman, who will be next week, uh, back next week, thank goodness. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, hearing his dulcet tones on horse racing radio again. But uh, today on the show, uh, we're going to cover racing from uh, Gulfstream Park, uh, the finale there in a few minutes, uh, Fairgrounds, Aqueduct, Oaklawn Park, sneak in the uh, finale from Tampa, the Fairgrounds 8th, and a couple more from Oaklawn. And also an interview with Len Friedman of Ragazin Sheets. More about that to come. But on the intro there, you heard Abayako winning the 1989 Breeders' Cup Distaff, uh, stamping herself as a real force in uh, late 80s racing. She, of course, then went on to win the 1990 Breeders' Cup Distaff over the ill-fated Gopher Wand. And uh, just a fantastic Argentinian uh, race mare. Absolute pleasure to watch. Really an, an intimidating uh, mare. And uh, But, uh, yeah, anyways, let's go right out to uh, Gulfstream Park. Uh, they are about four minutes from their uh, last race on the card. And the uh, it's a... Uh, it's uh it's overcast at uh but dry at Gulfstream Park and this is a, a five and a half furlong uh cl- condition claiming race for fillies and mares four year olds and upward which have never won two races again claiming price of uh, eight thousand one a minor change in here uh the five horse dove in charge is now ridden by Edgar Zayas who uh, rode her last time uh originally named on the horse was Jose Ortiz. But it's uh, Zayas uh, taking the mount. A um, couple of horses in here to uh, focus on. The uh, six-horse Robin and Eli, trained by the red-hot Fernando Abreu, who's batting 24% this meet down at Gulfstream. And ridden by Jorge Ruiz, who rode her last time, um, last time just the other day, uh, I guess about three weeks ago. Uh, similar race, five furlongs on the synth at uh, Gulfstream. Same level, and she uh, had a kind of a nightmarish trip. Uh, she was four uh, in the four pass. She got bumped at the three sixteenth pole, heard it out late, and only got beat uh, nose by fight and three quarters of a length by on jet air. Uh, the three horse uh, breaking bullet is an interesting entrant, uh, trained by Leon Mechanis, ridden by Hazy, Jesus Rios. She's one of those horses she took. 20 starts to get her maiden win 
And she finally won January 10th uh, against Submain, claiming 12-5 company, really sort of comfortably and impressively, kind of a, a better uh, race result uh, from her. And we'll see uh, if she can parlay that first uh, victory now that she has the winning habit um, into a uh, into a better performance uh, today. Uh, we're watching them uh, warm up on the track at uh, on the Tapita surface, uh, which is sort of oft used these days. And uh, really, I think, uh, uh, criticized by a lot of horse players, but I, th I think it's a nice addition, offers a lot of options. We're watching uh, Dove and Charge uh, get ready for the race. Um, Zosterop, the four horse in here, a Gervin filly, trained by Barry Croft. Um, she'll be looking to turn her form around. Uh, she ran a clunker on the uh, dirt January 24th. And uh, sprints, uh, normally she's a route horse. Uh, she's kind of interesting um, here on the uh, turn back and the class drop. Uh, the current morning line favorite and a lukewarm one at that, or the current uh, favorite in the betting is the 7-2-1 uh, horse, and that would be one Smoke and Rita trained by Ralph Nix who is another trainer who's enjoying a great meet down there in limited tries. He's 6 for 15. This horse was 6 to 1 on the morning line, dropping from the 16 non-2 level to the $8,000 level, a daughter of uh, Smokem and uh, kind of highly regarded and really kinda looks like a horse that's in there to win there in her uh, 11th lifetime start. She's 1 for 10 lifetime and, again, had trouble in her last race. Um... It is a uh, you know one of these wide open affairs. We got a full field of uh, twelve. Uh, a lot of uh, horsemen seem to uh, they don't really seem to have much uh, trouble at all filling these races at Gulfstream. Um, busy day there. Uh, kind of a quiet weekend uh, at Gulfstream compared to recent times uh, in terms of stakes racing. They're running a couple of turf sprints. Tomorrow is the uh, Gulf, uh, Gulf, Gulfstream Park Turf Sprint, five furlongs for the boys, and then the ladies do similar for their Sunday feature. A um, couple of wide-open turf sprints, not really my forte, but say uh, la vie. Uh, later on the card, um, we'll be uh, heading over to the fairgrounds. Got some good races there, some good turf races, including the seventh, which will follow on the heels of this race. Uh, that's a mile and a 16th turf race, a maiden race for three-year-old fillies. Kind of a wide a wide open event as well. Uh, if I had to make a selection in here, I would go <coughs> with uh, Robin and Eli. And I really do like the price on her. Uh, she's 5-1 to one right now. And I think she's got a live shot. Uh, she was 5-2 to two in the morning line. I really like her pedigree for the synth. Uh, she's five by um, Laoban out of a the way you are mare, which uh, seems to be a a good uh, synth influence. Um, and again, all these fillies and mares are light on the win end. They're all one-time winners. Um, Crash of Cheese is kind of interesting in that she's lightly raced, um, but her trainer Elizabeth Doblace normally puts up really good numbers uh, down there. Is having a tough go of it. She picked this one up from uh, trainer Mike Dunslow, uh, a horse uh, by society's chairman who did all of her racing at Woodbine last year, notably Paco Lopez, um, who's just in red-hot form down there at Gulfstream Park. He takes the mount on Crash the Cheese. Um, 
still uh, zero minutes to post there, and they kind of they're doing what they do at Gulfstream Park. It's the the post time is 4:07, so they're already late to post, and uh, just an opportunity for horse players to get a uh, a last second bet in. Again, uh, my my selection is Robin and Eli, and uh, for some reason. She's really drifting in the wagering from her five to two morning line. She's currently available at six to one. Uh, we're watching a long shot, the eight beer Bali uh, warm up here, trained by my friend uh, Jimmy Gulick, who uh, when he sends him down there from Tampa, he's based in the Ocala area. He means business. Uh, she broke her maiden last time at Tampa in a maiden claiming ten race on the dirt, going five and a half. Um, hasn't stepped foot on the synth since uh, last summer, and she ran a great race. Uh, she got beat three quarters of a length in a maiden claiming 12-5 race. She was 20 to one in the morning line, and she really um, beat Bali offers a lot of value right now at 19 to one. Again, very wide open. Uh, also, interestingly, taking money. A horse that was six to one in the morning line is the Steve Dwoskin trained Starship Nebula, a six-year-old awesome, of course, mare, and uh, has been off a long time. She's been off since January 27th of 2022, working right along for Dwoskin, who's enjoying a decent meet, and Miguel Vasquez takes them out for the first time. She's a lightly raced one. She's only had four starts. I'm sure they're happy to have this. Daughter of Awesome, of course, back somewhat notable that a six-year-old mare would be making her fifth lifetime start. So they must think a lot of her uh, talent to keep uh, trying with her. Um, there are a couple of A's in here uh, that were scratched. And, uh, again, they were warming up 409. We'll see what's going on real quick over at Fairgrounds. We don't want these races to run right into each other. Okay, looks like we have plenty of time at the Fairgrounds. Um, let's quickly take a look at that race. Um, there's a horse in here called Mo Diva, who I expect to take a lot of money, and so far she is. She's been bet bet down to um, three to one uh, for uh, Al Stahl. Um, she really ran a mighty race on the dirt. Um, she's a daughter of Mo Tom, out of a with distinction mare. Stahl and Mitchell Merle team up here. She got beat a nose on the main track um, after being in tight at the start. And uh, she tries the turf for the first time for the Schwing Thoroughbreds. Um, looks like they're working their way from the main track over to the synth at Gulfstream Park. And again, four minutes late on the, on the uh, first race here on the uh, Betting with Bobby show. And uh, again, deep wide open field and my selection is one who's drifting like the proverbial barge and that is robin and eli the six horse um who's uh now uh, it looks like the public has noticed that she shouldn't be seven to one and uh, they backed her back into uh five to one um again very very deep race you know kind of race you'd expect uh eight thousand non two um that it would be uh, competitive. There's no standouts here. We, and obviously, um, as far as we can tell at this point, probably no superstars, uh, but um, horses with an opportunity to get the uh, winning share of a $22,000, a very healthy purse for the level at uh, Gulfstream Park for sure. Uh, they're beginning to load the one horse, one smoke and Rita just went in. 
the eight horse bear ballet again who's now 21 to 1 for uh, Jimmy Gulick has just entered the starting gate nice quick load at uh, Gulfstream and uh, we'll hear the call of the Gulfstream finale from Pete Aiello and then uh, head right over to the fairgrounds for that very interesting uh, maiden special weight uh, turf event got a couple more to load the five horse dove in charge Again, Edgard's IS and the Irons taking over here. The 10, a long shot glass star goes in. Still waiting on the 6th. There's Robin and Eli looking pretty sharp. Um, again, nice smooth load. Let's take it over to Pete Aiello at Gulfstream Park. Andromi outside Starship Nebula to complete the line. 12-10 start for a Saturday in South Florida here tomorrow. In line for race 9. All set. And runners away. Soon after the start, Glass Star checked hard to last. It's the gray imperiously who heads off for the early advantage, moving up on the outside starship Nebula. She's got over already from the 12th post. She's in a flanking position second. Down at the inside, One Smoke and Rita comes away in third. In between horses and Breaking Bullet, out a bit deep on the course goes Beer Belly. These top flight horses have three on Zosterop, who's toward the rail. Moving on her outside is Dove in Charge. She's six lengths behind. Two more to Robin and Eli, then Crass the Crease. He's uh, She's about eight lengths behind. On her outside goes Rough Enough after a a poor break underway from the back is Glass Star. Lady Petal trails. Imperiously has the lead. Imperiously and Tyler Gaffleone off the corner with Starship Nembriella. Closer second. Beer Valley is together with one smoke and Rita with an eighth of a mile to go. Here's Vasquez on Starship Nebula down the center to take over the lead. Imperiously fighting the good fight, but she's destined for second as Starship Nebula will give trainer Steve Dwoskin his second victory on the program. Imperiously did hold second. One smoke and Rita third. Beer Valley fourth and dub in charge to complete your high five in 102 and 4. Starship Nebula stalking the pace there and uh, really long layoff there had been off again since January 27th of a 2022 beautifully prepared for, uh, by the informed Dwoskin uh, barn you, you probably heard there from Pete Aiello. Two wins on the card. Uh, she'd really been competitive, but it had been a long time off. Uh, on the and uh, you know, good to see her back in the uh, winner's circle, back on back on the racetrack in general. Imperiously, it was 15 to one in the morning line. Mary Leitner took the blinkers off uh, after she was pulled up on the Tampa Turf Course last March. Another one coming off a long layoff. Uh, she booked uh, kind of an eye-catching booking. Uh, Tyler Gaffley owned a ride and. Uh, Gave them a bold sight on the front end before being worn down by Starship Nebula. All right, let's scoot on over to the uh, fairgrounds. Again, uh, Modiva in here, uh, the expected favorite, and she is. She's currently sharing favoritism with the six-horse Tommy G. Um, there's a horse I like in here that's uh, a, a really a handsome price. And I'm, I'm trying to make a case for uh, a horse, uh, the five horse called Pursuit Larmony, uh, a four-year-old filly of a star guitar, really an outstanding, the number one Louisiana sire. Uh, Shane Wilson, who has a huge stable down there, 34 wins on the meet, um, and ju just over 200 starters, which is pretty amazing since Thanksgiving. He takes the uh, blinkers on. 
uh, Blake blinkers off. I'm sorry. And uh, and uh, his uh, regular rider, Jose Guerrero, they click at a 21% clip. And Mr. Guerrero is uh, 19% on the meat. Um, this is a horse that ran on the dirt last time. She was inside. She was forwardly placed, roused, and really found nothing on the dirt. Her previous try on the turf, uh, quite interestingly, she was bet down to 2-1. to one. Again, broke from the inside, was forwardly placed, and uh, faded a bit. Um, ran a really great race last January when trained by Jose Camejo here. Got beat ahead on the turf course. I, I think that 14-1 that to 1 off an 8-1 to 1 morning line, uh, she makes plenty of appeal. Uh, we've got a couple minutes to post at Gulfstream again for this uh, rather appealing uh, mile uh uh, dirt race for Louisiana bred maidens. Um, it's I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been moved to the dirt. Or no, it's actually are, are always uh, scheduled for the dirt. Uh, my mistake there. But I still like uh, the blinkers off on on my selection pursuit. Larmini. Uh, we're watching Starship Nebula return to the uh, Winter Circle at Gulfstream Park. Should have no problems there. Keeping that race, I saw saw nothing. Uh, Beer Bali closed ground, uh, finished fourth for uh, Jimmy Gulick, and One Smoke and Rita finished third. So your order of finish at Gulfstream, still unofficial, but about to go official, is the 12 Starship Nebula, the two Imperiously, the One Smoke and Rita, and the eight Beer Bali. Uh, get, getting back to uh, the fairgrounds. Um, there, it looks like a beautiful day at the fairgrounds as they prepare pre uh, prepare for the Mardi Gras festivities ahead. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they uh, race as they usually do on Mardi Gras, uh, Monday at least. And uh, not much going on in the stakes department there this weekend. Uh, kind of a calm before the storm because they have a massive card on uh, Saturday the uh, 17th uh, to look forward to, including the uh, Grade 2 Risen Star, in which we'll see uh, plenty of interesting uh, Kentucky Derby contenders. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no solid group of uh, of Louisiana-bred maidens here. And, uh, yeah, getting back to it, the horse that uh, was taking money that, oh, the... Uh, uh, one horse uh, that I thought was uh, intriguing in here was Lawless Times, just because uh, she she's a five-year-old mare by Cupid, and uh, she uh, is, represents the uh, high-profile connections of Brett Calhoun and Ray Lou Gutierrez, who, as we know, win a lot of races down there at the fairgrounds together. They click at a 27% chance, and she did nothing wrong in a similar type race here January 19th, in which she was uh, beaten a length and a half by Lightning Mo. Mo Diva finished second in that race, and uh, Mo Diva in her third lifetime start, she cl closed ground. She's the nine in here. She closed ground stoutly in a sprint, her first lifetime start, and had a troubled trip and only got beat a nose. Uh, based on that, you can see why she's uh, five to two. But again, she's sharing that favoritism with Tommy G, who uh, drops out of stakes competition. Um, she got beat by uh, Accommodate Eva. She got beat by Guitar Solo uh, Sprinting, and she's going to try to stretch her speed, this daughter of Court Vision, trained by uh, Patricia West and ridden by Marcelino Pedroza. 
comes off of a nice work about a week ago, uh, half mile and 48 and 2 on the main track here. Uh, looks like they're preparing to load. Yep, they've got about seven or eight in the race for this uh, Louisiana bread made on the race. Let's take it over to John Dooley at the fairgrounds for race six. They were in the gate. And they're off. Tommy G broke inward at the start. Pursuit of Harmony with toward the inside every little sing. The five-year-old Gray, Lawless Times, and Tommy G and the Kelly Green with a white cap is up close as every little sing for Rohan Singh leads around the first turn. Every little sing out in front. Leads here, Lawless Times, who's close up, Pursuit La Harmony, and Just Press Star, and the red cap is right there, too. Six furlongs from the first line. In the meantime, Tommy G comes up on the outside of rivals there for Marcelino Pedroza Jr., and between horses is Craft Room making this extra run. Bodiva posted wide, Sweet Alexis is running second to last, and Tap Iron Fist trails in ninth position. The quarter, 24.25 seconds for the run to the half-mile pole. Every little sing leads the mile. Every little sing in front of Wallace Times looks to draw in for Relu Gutierrez. Pursuit La Harmony in third. Tommy G making steady progress. Pursuit La Harmony is now fourth. To the inside, Jesper Star in fifth. Modiva wide sixth. Five lengths off this leader as they enter the far turn. Craft Room is being ridden to assert. Then comes Sweet Alexis and finally Tap Iron Fist. Half mile and 48.94 here in the breezy Big Easy. It's still every little sing at 32 to 1. As Tommy G looms up a quarter of a mile to go. Every little sing confronted by Tommy G, who's coming with a bid. And Modiva right there sweeping now for Mitchell Lawless Times toward the inside as these maiden fillies of air straighten for the short stretch. Three quarters. One minute 14.64 seconds. Tommy G. Tommy G in front. One for long to go. Leads Modiva by three. Every little sing third toward the inside. Far outside is Just Press Star, Sweet Alexis, and Wallace Times. All follow Tommy G home. Tommy G won by three and a half from Mo Diva. Sweet Alexis gained third. Then every little sing, Just Press Star, Wallace Times, Craft Room. We trail back to Tap Iron Fist and Pursuit La Harmony dropped away. Pursuit La Harmony definitely did drop away. Uh, might need a switch to the turf course, but uh, Tommy G stretching out. Uh, for the first time around, two turns really since running uh, second time in her career. Uh, she ran October uh, 13th on the uh, two turns over at Delta Downs in a stakes race there. Uh, appreciated uh, the uh, drop out of stakes company and uh, ran a much better race, really despite a, uh, a kind of a, a incident at the start when she, she broke sharply inward, gathered up nicely by Pedroza and won rather easily. Uh, definitely an impressive effort. Uh, let's get the uh, result in for you from the uh, Gulfstream Park uh, finale. Again, won by Starship Nebula, a six-year-old mare, making her fifth lifetime start in a non-two claimer. The daughter of Awesome, of course, out of a Leroy de Animo mare called Yonder Ponder. Got the job done for Starship Stables and Stephen Dwoskin. Uh, she paid uh, seven sixty to win the twelve horse, uh, five dollars to place, three eighty to show. Imperiously uh, uh, gave a bold side on the front end, got reeled in. She paid six forty to place, four sixty to show. One smoke and Rita came in third and paid three eighty to show. The one dollar exact to twelve two paid thirty six seventy. The fifty cent try twelve two one. Paid seventy-six dollars and forty cents, and the ten-cent superfecta 
$245.98. The pick six was hit down there. The 20-cent pick six paid a hefty $2,225.64. Okay, we're going to uh, take a break here on the uh, Horse Racing Radio Network. This is Betting with Bobby, Bob Masanovich. Try my best filling in here for uh, my man Bobby Newman. Uh, next up is the Aqueduct 8th uh, race. We'll take a break and uh, get that race to you. Today, more than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's, and more than 11 million family members and friends serve as their caregivers. While researchers are working tirelessly to end Alzheimer's and all other dementia, the number of people living with Alzheimer's is expected to more than double by 2050. The toll of the disease is monumental, and its devastation affects family, friends, and especially caregivers. No one should face Alzheimer's and dementia by themselves. If you or someone you know is struggling to provide care to a loved one, please share this message. You are not alone. Free help and resources are available 24-7. To talk with an expert and obtain disease-related information, care and support services, call 800-272-3900 or visit the Alzheimer's Association website at alz.org. You are not alone. You're listening to Betting with Bobby on the Horse Racing Radio Network. And Passiana has taken the lead under a cool and confident Chris McCarran. It's Passiana in front as they turn for home. Fout is all out trying to get to her. Saratoga Glue couldn't keep up. Light Light is in with a chance. Magical Maiden is there on the outside. Marling is still in heavy traffic, but it is Passiana. spectacular drive and an affectionate pet on the neck from Chris McCarron as if he were to say well done Passiana well done indeed welcome back to betting with Bobby on the horse racing radio network that was Passiana winning the 1992 Breeders Cup to staff along with Bayacoa two sensational Argentinian bred mares who dominated racing in the late 80s and early 90s in the distaff division uh, real quick, we're going to get you out to Aqueduct for their finale. It's a uh, one-turn mile uh, for fillies and mares, four-year-olds and upward, which have started for a claiming price of 16000 or less in 23 and 24. They're loading the gate already at Aqueduct right on time. Uh, a couple of horses I liked in here were uh, Run Devil, uh, who's uh, currently 8-1 to one on the board, and I'm Buzzy is the selection. Um, I'm Buzzy is uh, a horse that was claimed last time by Patrick Reynolds off of Linda Rice, ridden by the bug boy Elysia Ruiz, and I think it's a golden opportunity for uh, her to break through in this spot. Uh, Load is pretty efficient out there. She's a daughter of Long Island Sound. Uh, The aforementioned Run Devil is trained by Rudy Rodriguez and uh, breaks from the one hole under uh, Ruben Silvera. But the selection here at uh, currently at uh, just a shade over three to one is I'm Buzzy. Loading up us here, uh, Chris Griffin with a call of the finale at Aqueduct. And 
Freddy Mo Factor breaks with some early speed. There's Freddy Mo Factor, and also Run Devil is in that early mix as well. It's now going to be Run Devil and Freddy Mo Factor. They're going to be that clear one, too, as they get set to hook up with the backstretch. Icy Reply is in that early group as well. Then I'm Buzzy is going to join them four wide. Trying to cross over here is going to be Jackie the Joker. Does not want to be up on the far outside and moving through at the rail. There's a pair. That's Whistler style, also with a new piece. The trailer is Halo City. They are spread out across the racetrack and about to be four across the racetrack as here's Whistler style towards the inside of Run Devil. Also right there comes Freddy Mo Factor and Icy Reply. It makes it four across the racetrack. I'm Buzzy took off that early fray, is now in fifth. Crossing over to the inside was Jackie the Joker. Has gone from the far outside there, has gotten over to the rail with less than a half mile to go, 47 seconds flat for that half mile time. A new piece is trying to rally on Halo City. Still the trailer, but has now just picked up a spot as Whistler Style is the leader. Whistler Style is in front. Right here comes from the Run Devil with an effort, and also there is Freddie Mo Factor. Right in behind them, Jackie the Joker. I'm Buzzy is trying to muscle on through. Icy Reply has been wide. Halo City has caught the leading group, is right in behind them. They line up, and Run Devil kicks on. It's Run Devil. I'm Buzzy is now pounced, and Jackie the Joker down towards the inside. Halo City from far out of it, Freddie Mo Factor. It's at the rail. Here comes the run from Jackie the Joker. I'm Buzzy is trying to fend off this rival inside the final furlong. Run Devil is back for more. I'm Buzzy trying to put it away is up by a length and a half now. It's I'm Buzzy opening up in the late stages. I'm Buzzy, Eliseo Ruiz. He'll pick up a double on the afternoon. It's I'm Buzzy to win the finale. Then came Run Devil, Jackie the Joker, and Halo City. In one minute, 39 and three. A double for the bug boy out there, Eliseo Ruiz now in double figures uh, on the meet with wins at uh, Aqueduct and a, a shrewd claim by Patrick Reynolds. Veteran trainer, he's 16% first off the claim. Uh, took this one off of Linda Rice. January 19th out of a $25,000 claim or a race in which the very much informed now three wins in a row for I'm Buzzy won rather comfortably uh, a little bit uh, uh, tougher today stretching out to the mile but the stretch out proved this uh, informed filly to be uh, no problem at all and uh, great effort by uh, Run Double as well trained by Rudy Rodriguez um, a horse that uh, always seems to uh, run well. Uh, she's now 15 for 24 in the money, and uh, it was good to see her back uh, on her best form. Uh, real quick, we're going to try. We're going to get you the prices. I think the prices are available out at uh, Gulfstream Park, a race that was won uh, rather comfortably in the end by Tom, uh, Tommy G, who uh, was dropping, as we mentioned, out of stakes company. And made no mistakes today for trainer Patricia West, a welcome winner for her stable, her third of the meet at the fairgrounds. Tommy G, a three-year-old filly by Court Vision of the Indigo Shiner Mare, Adrienne G. Uh, again, trained by Patricia West and ridden today by Marcelina Pedroza. Tommy G, the six, went off at six to five, paid four forty to win, three dollars to place, two sixty to show. Mo Diva second again for the Al Stahl barn. Uh, good effort, but really well beaten in the end. She paid $3 to place, two forty to show. Sweet Alexis picking up the pieces for uh, Jimmy Graham and Pat Devereaux paid $4 to show. The $1 exact a 6-9, $7. The 50-cent trifecta, 6-9-8 paid fifteen sixty. 
and the ten cent super six nine eight one paid thirty six dollars and five cents uh we'll be heading back out to the uh fairgrounds in a bit um for their next race the seventh and the seventh is the uh is the turf is a turf race it's about a mile and a sixteenth on the uh grass course there for uh three year old um fillies it's a race right now with one scratch the three horse chantry view road is out uh, a couple of horses i like and they're really intrigued by the one horse martina's joy who's trained by the veteran hugh robinson um, uh, uh, she ran really well january 18th in a race that was rained off of the uh, turf moved to the uh, sealed sloppy main track her first lifetime start for grand motion at laurel uh, she came from way out of it <clears throat> on the turf, made a quick inside move, showed plenty of promise on the surface that she's bred to uh, run on again. This is an American pharaoh out of a Frankel mare, so a very fancy pedigree. Um, she'll be opposed in the wagering by the uh, four-horse Tarnima, a Shadwell-bred filly by Kitten's Joy out of the Malibu moon mare called Mughadred, and uh, she... Uh, was bumped at the start, uh, had really was really far back, and got beat by a really exciting filly, really a fast filly uh, that we've seen really run well down at the fairgrounds. An undefeated filly called Pink Polka Dots. It's a key race as Miss Quality Control came back um, in that New Year's Eve race and uh, broke her maiden. So that's a a race to savor. Uh, real quick, we're gonna uh, sneak in the uh, prices from. Uh, Aqueduct, a card that just in, uh, concluded, and over there, uh, I'm Buzzy, um, made no mistakes today. Uh, again, third win in a row for uh, this Patrick Reynolds trained daughter of Long Island Sound out of the Purim Mayor, Mary Mary B of Florida bred, ridden by the Bug Boy, second win today for the Bug Boy, Alicio Ruiz. I'm Buzzy was the six. Paid eight dollars and forty cents to win, four dollars four dollars and seventy cents to place, and three ten to show. Run Devil uh, completed the exacta for us and paid eight fifty to place, six fifty to show. Jackie the Joker bold inside rally uh, couldn't quite uh, threaten the principals and and paid four sixty to show. The one dollar exacta six three in there paid thirty three dollars and twenty five cents. The trifecta. Six three two fifty cent try paid fifty six thirty seven. The superfecta the ten cent super six three two nine paid twenty eight dollars and fifty cents. Uh, somewhat disappointed on the show that they canceled the racing out at uh, Santa Anita. Obviously they've had terrible um, weather out there, atmospheric river, and all kinds of dangerous conditions up there in the mountains the san gabriel mountains it hasn't been as bad but that the bow surfaces there have taken a lot of rain uh big hopes that they can get it together for uh saturday's card a card that features uh, some excellent grade three stakes races including a race with pretty serious kentucky oaks implications you've got the likes of a uh, copion a really exciting prospect trained by uh, dick mandela a daughter of omaha beach out of a victory gallop mare uh, she'll be trying to uh, stretch her speed around um, two turns in the Las Virgin Age. She'll have to, to face a very exciting filly called Kinza, who's one for one, another uh, sparkling 
uh, new performer from the Bob Baffert stable. And then he's got the uh, a grade two winner in the one hole in there. But the focus will be on uh, Copion and the Las Virgin Ace. And uh, let's hope again that Santa Anita can get it together for their big Saturday card. Okay, next up uh, will be the uh, fairgrounds race. It's the uh, fairgrounds seventh. Uh, we're also planning on hopefully uh, slipping in the Oaklawn Park seventh race um, as well, if we can. Uh, again, they're scheduled, unfortunately, to be running uh, kind of right on top of each other. Uh, that race at Oaklawn is a maiden claiming 30 event. It's for uh, three-year-old maidens with a $38,000 pot. Uh, no significant scratches in there. Um, uh, Kylie Jordan replaces Francisco Arietta on uh, the nine horse in there, Handsome Rascal. Uh, but right now we'll take a break here on Betting with Bobby. Again, I'm Bob, not Bob Nasanovich filling in for Bobby, who will be back next week trying to get as many live races in as we can uh, for your enjoyment here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. Just a little heads up before something bad happens. Move your coffee cup away from your computer. Oh, no, 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 no. So you can have more control. Stop. You're texting your boss by mistake. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Warning, the cap is loose on that catch-up. Don't wait. You have the power to change the outcome. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. While serving in Afghanistan, I was shot in the head by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. I was given a 5% chance to live. I'm Adam Alexander, and I'm a veteran. 
Today, I visit classrooms and talk with kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. EAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles, and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Thursday evenings, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, is the brisnet.com call-in show. It's your chance to call in and let the Horse Racing Radio Nation know what's on your mind. Call us at 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. And discuss the topics you choose in the world of thoroughbred racing. The brisnet.com call-in show. Sirius 162, XM207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. You're listening to Betting with Bobby on the Horse Racing Radio Network. And concern continues to gather momentum. And so the matter is also set down for the drive. Best Pal is coming with his rally. They're coming to the final furlong. Tabasco Cat, dramatic gold, head-to-head. Concern continues to fly on the far outside. Tabasco Cat, head day, trying to get him home. Concern will try to do it from last to first. And here's the wire. Concern And it was Tabasco Cat narrowly losing here to the stretch running power of concern. Good afternoon, Bob Nastanovich filling in for Bobby Newman here on the Betting with Bobby show. Uh, Great to hear that uh, very memorable star-studded uh, renewal of the 1994 Breeders' Cup, a race that uh, concern came from far, far back and uh, ran just a marvelous race. Of course, he was trained by the late Dick Small in Maryland, ridden on that occasion by uh, Jerry Bailey, uh, a horse that uh, quite famously the night before the race uh, shipped in from uh, his Maryland base to uh, Churchill in a two-horse trailer and uh, it didn't apparently he uh, didn't mind shipping, and it certainly didn't affect his. Uh, the, it was a small horse with a huge kick, and uh, a horse that I didn't have on the day. Uh, but uh, when the smoke cleared, and uh, I realized that my bankroll uh, had significantly diminished, uh, that at least uh, the winner was uh, very cool with a very cool story uh, behind him. Uh, anyways, back to the uh, live action. It looks like the uh, that Oakland Park has, uh, uh, despite uh, very similar post times, maybe these two racetracks managements contacted each other and said, hey, let's uh, do the right thing and stay off of each other's signals. Uh, if that's the case, then I'd like to think so. That's pretty optimistic. Oakland Park uh, is, is now uh, running about five or six minutes ahead of the fairgrounds. And uh, right now they're showing three minutes to post out in, in Hot Springs where uh, the mercurial weather is uh, is always a factor this time. But Hot Springs, of course, in recent weeks they've lost training. Right now it looks sunny. However, I know the uh, storms are supposed to uh, roll in. And uh, they're expecting 
Uh, plenty of rain tonight and tomorrow. Uh, full card, of course, at uh, Oaklawn Park. And, you know, as usual, large crowds expected. Their feature race tomorrow is the Ozark, which is a pretty interesting and deep uh, race uh, for uh, three-year-old boys. Uh, it's a six-for-a-long sprint race. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'll see how things go. Uh, but I would, if I was handicapping that race this evening, I would definitely handicap for a... Uh, for an off track right now you can see you can actually see storm clouds from this angle off of the distance at uh, Oaklawn Park as they warm up with uh, two minutes to post again for this uh, maiden claiming $30,000 everybody's in here for a $30,000 price tag Uh, Oaklawn of course known for its hefty purses this you know for this uh, level of race to have a $38,000 purse is pretty impressive these are maiden three-year-olds and uh Again, uh, Kylie Jordan replaces Francisco Arietta on the nine. Handsome Rascal. I uh, got a couple of interesting contenders in here. The four, Catalina Crush, trained by Norm Cassie. Uh, has run four times. Uh, this is a horse that ran in, in a pair of uh, New York bred maiden special weights. Ran well in those, then showed up at Keeneland, ran in a maiden claiming $150,000 event. So an $150,000 claiming price. November 15th, finished fourth again, uh, going six and a half. That was in a maiden claiming $100,000 race. Uh, so this $75,000, uh, former $75,000 OBS two-year-old uh, son of Catalina Cruiser out of a discreet mare in New York bred, drops all the way down to the $30,000 level. Uh, Norm Cassie uh, taps uh, Ricardo Santana for the mount. Another one adding Lasix in here and taking a stout drop is Ask Willie for uh, the Eddie Milligan barn. He adds Lasix. He's running three maiden special weight races and really hasn't shown much at all in those races. That'll be interesting to see if he can improve on the drop. Uh, My selection in here is uh, the Chris Hartman trainee. Uh, That's the three-horse horse called uh, Notorious 602. Uh, this horse uh, also adds Lasix and gets the 10 services of the 10 pound bub Joseph Belmere, who interestingly, uh, when riding, he's got he's four for 36 on the meet, but when he rides for Hartman, he's two for four and four for four in the money. Uh, so he's definitely following Chris's instructions. Chris has having his usual uh, good meet, he's uh, 10 for 55 right now, wins a lot of races, and uh, this one finished uh, third. On, on December 30th here in a maiden claiming 40 event weakened on the inside under Ramsey Zimmerman uh, takes a, a, a small drop in class um, uh, worked really nicely on a wet track here January 27th and I think the uh, drop um, ought to make a, a significant difference uh, to him Catalina Crush right now is taking all the money he's 6-5 uh, to five, and uh, the Robert uh, uh, Robertino Diodoro trained master of disguise is nine to two. That's the six horse. Right now, Notorious Six O Two is somewhat an unfancied uh, at nine to one. Uh, let's see what they're doing down there. They're looks like they're uh, working their way behind the starting gate again. The the sun is out at Oaklawn Park. Um, uh, more money uh, coming on. Uh, 
on the six horse master disguise uh, for Mr. Diodoro. And uh, he's uh, he was five to two in the morning line, so he's actually drifted out uh, to that price. He was claimed two back off of John Ennis and ran for Maiden, claiming 20 last time at a lower level and ran a game second, beaten two and a half lengths in the mud. So uh, perhaps they're expecting a little bit better on the fast track, but he's going to have to deal with some pretty serious uh, class droppers in this one. Uh, quick load in progress here for the Oakland Park 7th. Again, uh, right after this, we'll head over to the uh, fairgrounds for their uh, ma uh, rather attractive maiden turf race. This is a maiden claimer. Oakland Park uh, Race 7 will go out to uh, Matt Dinnerman for the call. Mischievous Max. A few more runners to round out the field here. Master of Disguise. And Perp Walk to the outside. Waiting on Perp Walk. We're ready to go. And uh, Laroff, phenomenal dream off slowly from the inside. Notorious 602 up on the pace. Master of Disguise broke sharply today. He's taken the second spot. Handsome Rascal third. Farther out, Mischievous Max in the fourth position, easing off the speed. Different Flame Express Cruiser. They're side by side. They're five from the top. A length better than Perp Walk. And Catalina Crush, the favorite inside of that rival. Then Ask Willie, Golden Diversion, third last. Two runners at the back. Super hero pass now by phenomenal dream as they charge into the far turn 15 lengths from tip to tail as they round the turn and notorious 602 leads the pack notorious 602 is opened up on the rail by two master of disguise sent after him from second mischievous max a joint second about to be three wide turning for home they're too clear of perp walk who's on the move different flame has dropped out of it the others are well behind as they come down the lane notorious 602 approaches the furlong pole as lead is diminished to a length. Now it's a half length. Master of Disguise grinding away outside of him. Notorious 602 finds more on the lead. Master of Disguise under the left-handed stick's not going to get there. And Notorious 602 gives apprentice Joseph Belmure his second win today. Second home was Master of Disguise. Catalina Cross, the favorite, rallied on for third. Three-way photo for fourth. Phenomenal dream. And Express Cruiser were in it. There you go. Race uh, one at the start by Notorious 602. Again, uh, a good day for another bug rider. We we saw two wins for the bug rider up at uh, Aqueduct, Mr. Alicio Ruiz. And uh, Joe Bel Belmere and Chris Hartman are a, a new tandem to watch. They're now three for five on the win end, five for five in the money. And uh, the most significant thing in this uh, maiden claiming 30 is this horse broke very sharply out of the gate. And... Uh, Belmere was able to uh, sit pretty and uh, found plenty under a uh, of, under a left-handed stick to uh, get the win by about a length and a half. Uh, let's ease our way over to the fairgrounds. There are two minutes to post again in this uh, mile and a sixteenth uh, maiden special weight on the grass. Uh, the uh, current favorite four to five is the aforementioned uh, Brad Cox trainee from Shadwell, the Kittens Joy Philly Tarnima. Ridden by Florent Giroux, uh, Martinez Joy, the, uh, the the selection here, a horse that uh, is moving back to the uh, turf, ran one good race on the turf in uh, Maryland for a Grand Motion, and Martinez Joy 
back on the turf for her new trainer, uh, uh, Hugh Robertson. This is, again, a regally bred daughter of American Pharaoh out of a Frankel mare. And uh, she's cold on the board. She's uh, 10 to 1, taking plenty of money in here is uh, Without Cause. Without Cause is trained by Mark Cassie, ridden by Jareth Waldberry, back down from her 9 to 2 morning line into 5 to 2. Uh, she got beat a length last time by Way to Be Marie, uh, sort of a very consistent horse. In her first lifetime start, she ran into Buku, a top-class uh, three-year-old filly on the turf. Uh, so perhaps she'll like uh, slightly weaker competition. But uh, this is a pretty salty uh, maiden race here at uh, Fairgrounds. Again, uh, going about a mile and a 16th on the grass for three-year-old fillies. Uh, they're milling about right now on the main track. And uh, and let's see here. Uh, somewhat notably, um, Tarnima has been back from... Uh, three to one in the morning line all the way down to four to five uh, i think based on the fact that she finished uh third behind two next time out winners including pink polka dots who i mentioned before is a, a very fast filly to watch down there a free running sort and uh she had all kinds of trouble for uh, cox in her debut he goes to his main man um florent Giroux, and uh yeah, it looks like uh, no rush down there. Uh, again, a uh, bunch of huge price long shots here. Three to five on Tarnima, five to two on Without Cause. Uh, th those are really the only two that the uh, general public seems to fancy. Ragtime Ladies taking a little bit of money for uh, Tom Amos, who's really struck form here in recent days. He's got a, a deep closing filly in here, a horse that uh, did quite a bit better uh, last time in a nine for a long try on December 14th, came from way back under uh, Edgar Morales, who uh, I believe won three races on yesterday's card. This is a very expensive daughter of Mendelssohn out of a not-for-love mare. Um, Ragtime Lady is uh, six to one in the morning line, kind of holding steady at uh, sevens, but it's all about Tarnima here on what looks to be a pretty day at the fairgrounds. Uh, Again, they seem to be in no rush. Uh, pretty cool, again, that they're staying off of um, off of the uh, signal um, of Oaklawn. Uh, it's amazing that uh, the post times when they were drawn up for these cards, they were basically one minute apart. So, again, hopefully these, uh, these tracks have communicated. Uh, a horse that's really kind of taking no money on the board that I thought would is the Brendan Walsh trainee ridden by Jimmy Graham. This is also a Kitten's Joy filly out of a Tappet mare, and uh, she'd been really sort of slow in her two turf races, one at Keeneland October 11th, and uh, that same turf race at the Amos filly, Ragtime Lady Without Cause ran in there, and she was particularly slow in there, but Walsh reaches for the blinkers. That's a 17% move for him owned by uh, Qatar Racing and uh, Fergus Galvin. Joyful Images, uh, really cold on the board at uh, 16 to 1. Again, my selection from the inside, it was 9 to 2, and the morning lines drifted out down to 11 to 1, is the American Pharaoh Philly. Uh, cost $240,000 as a Keeneland yearling. Um, actually, as a Keeneland two-year-old. So she was uh, she was purchased last year, last November, for $240,000. 
and Athon Stables uh, has gone to Hugh Robertson uh, for her uh, third lifetime start. Emmanuel Nieves takes them out. They're loading up for this uh, maiden special weight event at the fairgrounds. Again, $50,000 pot for uh, three-year-old maiden fillies, uh, about halfway loaded. Uh, let's go to the rest of the load and the call of the race from uh, track announcer John Dooley at the fairgrounds. Two back. Allegro de Molto going in. Tarnima, four to five favorite. Allegro de Molto loads at 56 to one. And one more. Miss Harmonic and the white and green hoops and cap. Corey Mallory on the Friday scoreboard here at the fairgrounds. Penultimate race of the day. Firm and four to five on Tarnima. Ready all in. And they're off. Allegro de Molto broke well in the middle. Without cause, Beyond Beauty and Martinez Joy front rank. And uh, here's a bit on the outside by Tempting Lady. As they make their way toward the first turn, it's Allegro de Molto. Joined toward the inside by Martinez Joy. Without cause, Tempting Lady running in fourth. Beyond Beauty is fifth. Florent Giroux and the race favorite. Tarnima and the royal blue with the white epaulets in about uh, fifth or sixth out of the stretch. And Willowy is posted wide. Then comes Ragtime Lady in the yellow cap in the back half along with Joyful Image. And while saving ground, Miss Harmonic trails the maiden three-year-old Phillies turf. The opening quarter, 23.36 seconds at the five and a half. And it's Martinez Joy who leans at the inside for Emmanuel Nier. Martinez Joy in front of a close-up Allegro de Molto, who's running second by three. Jareth Laberry and without cause, tracking them from third position a half mile to go. Tempting Lady running in fourth. Tarnima's midfield in fifth. Outside Tarnima comes Beyond Beauty. Then comes Ragtime Lady from Willowy. Father back to Joyful Image. And finally, Miss Harmonic. Half mile for Martinez Joy. 48.77 seconds as they go to the far side of the fairground score still with Martinez Joy to track down. Three furlongs left. It's Martinez Joy without cause coming with a bid. Tempting Lady circles outside rivals as they near the quarter pole. Allegro de Molto is running in fourth. Tarnima switched to a clear path and Tarnima's picking up as Tempting Lady makes this move on Martinez Joy as they straighten away. Ragtime Lady toward the inside. Miss Harmonic in the green cap also making headway. It's Tempting Lady after three quarters. In 1 minute 15.02 seconds, Tempting Ladies in front. Here comes Tarnima with her charge. One for long to go. Toward the inside is without cause. Ragtime Ladies fourth. Martinez Joy has dropped away. It is Tarnima for Florent Giroux with a colossal close. Tarnima is racing away from Tempting Lady. Tarnima geared down late. One by four. Tempting Lady was second. Without cause third. Ragtime Lady from Miss Harmonic. Martinez Joy Willowy. Allegro de Molto beat a couple home. They were Joyful Image and Beyond Beauty trailed home. Pretty easy in the end for Tarnima. Showed a very nice turn of foot with a five-wide rally there under Florent Giroux, confidently ridden, and uh, gets the win at even money. It was three to five at one point, and then uh, went off in the end at even money, That, but proving that the uh, December 31st seventh race at Fairgrounds is now unquestionably a key maiden race as the, uh, as the top three in there have come back and win, uh, won their races, and uh, all three definitely look like fillies to uh, follow. Uh, not anywhere near as much trouble and a pretty straightforward task for uh, Tarnima today. Okay, right now we're going to take advantage of this opportunity to offer you a little bit of bonus coverage out at uh, Tampa Bay Downs. Uh, their finale goes off in about three or four minutes. 
And uh, this one here is going to be a, a five furlong turf race for fillies and mares, four-year-olds and upward, which have never won two races other than maiden claiming starter or state bred, or which have never won three races or the optional claiming price of uh, 32000 We've got the uh, long shot one in here, Noel's Angel Leonard for the tag. The four, Bahamian Moon, who's seven to two on the morning line. Pretty quick uh, Bahamian Squall mare, who's also entered for the uh, tag. Uh, the selection and uh, currently the short-priced uh, favorite um, is a horse called Cadencia. He's uh, been backed all the way down to three to five, uh, ridden by the meet's leading rider, Sammy Camacho. For uh, Bill Morey, Morey is uh, 5 for 23 on the meet. And Cadencia hasn't run in a while. Um, she didn't. She was running really well um, in longer races uh, last year in New York. Um, in particular, when finally turned back uh, to a proper sprint distance of 5.5 at Saratoga on July 19th in an uh, in a, in a entry-level allowance race with an $149,500 pot. Um, she finished second, uh, made a, a bold rally in that race, uh, got beat ahead by uh, Anna, Anna Karenina and uh, was repelled in that race under Manny Franco. Uh, for Maury, um, she's been working right along at Tampa. She's got a string of five works since December 24th at San, uh, Tampa, including a half mile in 47 and four, a bullet move, best of 21. Uh, the other day on February 1st, uh, she looks very well met in here. And uh, really, the, the only the big question uh, with her is the layoff. Um, Joe Orsino, whose uh, runners have been in excellent form, he's got a horse in here uh, that looks to have a, an interesting chance. And that's a horse who's 10 to 1 on the board, 10 to 1 on the morning line. And that's the uh, Sam Marin-ridden Tracy Ann's Legacy an eight-year-old mare, a, a, a daughter of a Shackelford out of a Trippy mare. I always love to see the, the name Trippy when we're talking about uh, turf sprints. He was a wonderful turf sprinter uh, for Todd Pletcher back in the day. Tracy Ann's legacy uh, is an 11-time winner who's four for seven with two seconds uh, sprinting on this turf course. Uh, tried to uh, stretch her speed. Last time around, two turns in the Sunshine Millions, Philly and Mare Turf on January 14th at uh, Gulfstream and was well beaten by uh, the likes of Sweet Danny Girl and, and uh, horses like that. It was obviously too much of an ask, and she looks like she's not quite the same filly that she once was, but she's still a pretty uh, reliable closer. We'll see uh, what Marin can manage from the outside post, but it's pretty much all about Cadencia, daughter of uh, M. Shaw, Shawish, out of a Danehill dancer mare, uh, clearly highly regarded, and, and they think that this uh, comeback opportunity will pretty much uh, be a bit of a formality uh, for her. Looks like a glorious day and what's expected to be a glorious weekend at Tampa Bay Downs. They've got some outstanding racing tomorrow, including the Suncoast Stakes, which features the return of one of the top three-year-old fillies in the country, a uh, Repley owned Pletcher trained uh, horse, uh, a daughter of Gunrunner called Life Talk. They also have the uh, Minaret. They've got a great renewal of the uh, Pelican. Uh, you've got the horse that finished uh, third in the uh, <coughs> um, Breeders' Cup sprint last year. You've got 
Sibelius in there who's trying to complete the uh, same treble that he managed last year, the uh, Mr. Prospector of the Pelican, and then the Dubai Golden Shaheen. A lot of really talented horses in the feature race with uh, uh, 20 Kentucky Derby points on the line is the uh, Sam Davis, uh, which features a really competitive bunch and a horse I really like in there, and that's a Patriot Spirit Spirit trained by uh, Michael Campbell and ridden again by uh, Sammy Camacho. Um, Looks like they're uh, biding their time over there. I don't think we have enough time to uh, sneak in the results, but after this uh, finale from Tampa, we'll go to a break, and I'll come back and catch you up on all the uh, results from Oaklawn Fairgrounds and uh, hopefully this race. They're on the turf course, and looks like they're heading towards the gate. We've got Soul Hope, the three-horse in here, trained by Mary Leitner at 5-1. to one. Uh, Carol Cedeno rides up. Uh, the aforementioned Bahamian Moon, who's 5-1, to one, and uh, really nobody else taking money. Tracy Ann's Legacy is taking late money for the Orsino Barn. The nine-horse back down from uh, from 10s now into 8s, but uh, the uh, price is holding very steady on Cadencia. Notable here that there's a jock replacement, Sammy Camacho. Hopefully he's okay. He's off this odds-on favorite and has been replaced by jockey Kevin Gomez. Uh, I did, I, I'll, I'll look to see if there's any news. Also, there's a replacement rider. The one horse is now ridden by Loriano Souza, um, who was also uh, a, the original rider uh, scheduled to ride the horse was uh, Chad Lindsay. So hopefully there's been no incidents down there. Again, I'll look into that and see if I can give you some news on that. But uh, Camacho is off the uh, three to five favorite. Then. Uh, has been replaced uh, in here by Mr. Gomez. Uh, Kevin Gomez riding for uh, Bill Morey on this uh, this six-year-old chestnut mare, Cadencia, who's uh, drifted out a little bit to four to five, but still uh, odds-on expected to uh, make amends for a uh, very frustrating nose defeat at Saratoga. And uh, we'll see if she can fire uh, her best shot off the layoff. Uh, at uh, Tampa Bay Downs in her local debut in Oldsmar, Florida. Okay, they're they're beginning to load the gate. They're about halfway loaded. Uh, great place to uh, visit if you've never been to Tampa Bay Downs. It's a very mellow track, very old-school vibe, very user-friendly, and uh, it really draw, uh, draws a, a great racing crowd, really good vibes there. Uh, they're Pretty much all loaded for the uh, finale at uh, Tampa Bay Downs. Let's take it over to Tampa track announcer Jason Beam for the call of the last. Tracy Ann's legacy goes in. They're in the gate. And the race is on. Noel's Angel from the inside got away in good order. Soul Hope is for the place. Tracy Ann's Legacy is right there with Bahamian Moon. Also in that firing line is Mercy Warren. As they go up the back stretch, Noel's Angel is the leader a length and a half. Tracy Ann's Legacy perched up on the outside. And behind runners, Mercy Warren, Bahamian Moon. 
Cadencia, the favorite, was out fifth. Three and a half off the top. Going to be three deep into that turn. It's two more back to Soul Hope. Another length and a half then back to Jamira. It's a keeper and Covenant Lady Trails. Around that far turn, Noel's Angel, Tracy Ann's Legacy. Here's Cadencia moving out three deep. Bahamian Moon just in behind them. Fourth now, two off the top. It's a keeper starts a rally from the back and is cast out wide. As they turn to the top of the stretch, Noel's Angel cuts the corner just in front of Tracy Ann's Legacy. Bahamian Moon room at the inside. Cadencia right down the far outside. Soul Hope looking for a seam is coming through between runners. Soul Hope coming up to tackle. Tracy Ann's Legacy. Soul Hope down the outside. Bahamian Moon. Soul Hope just in front. Tracy Bahamian Moon. It's going to be Soul Hope to win it. Soul Hope and Antonio Gallardo in front. Bahamian Moon was second. Third was very close between Covenant Lady Cadencia and Tracy Ann's Legacy. Okay, there you go. Taking all the late money in there was Soul Hope, trained by Mary Leitner from a back down as they were going in the gate from 9-2 to two to 5-2. to two. Antonio Gallardo, an aggressive ride. Uh, he made a four-wide bid, and his uh, mare was full of run. Uh, Cadencia had been shifted out wide. Um, the uh, four-horse Bahamian Moon under Sedeno cut the corner beautifully. Uh, Cadencia looked to be sort of tiring. Uh, there was a bit of contact between Soul Hope and Cadencia at about the 16th pole. Uh, we'll make sure um, uh, there's no in inquiry there. Uh, Cadencia ended up about fifth or sixth, and I think kind of in a photo with uh, a, a 42 to one, one long, a 42 to one long shot called Jumira. They're ridden by Marcos Meneses. Uh Right now, they're showing uh, Soul Hope the winner at five to two. Bahamian Moon, who made that that uh, eye popping uh, inside rally nine to two, and Covenant Lady uh, for Tony Granitz and Jesus Castanon look to have finished third. There's a, a photo to four, for uh, fourth. Okay, we're going to take a quick break on uh, betting with Bobby again. I'm Bob Nasinovich filling in for. Uh, Mr. Newman, who will be back in a week. Oh, now they're actually showing the head-on real quick. Before we go to the break, let's see if uh, anything happened here in the head-on. Yeah, it looked like Soul Hope was kind of in tight quarters and uh, and really sort of bowled her way down uh, out of there. Um, you know, again, I'm not really sure what the favorite had at 6-5, to five, but it was a pretty aggressive piece of riding by Gallardo. Um, I wouldn't be surprised uh, if the stewards take a very long look at this and uh, also wouldn't be surprised on first inspection if Bahamian Moon, the second-place finisher, inherited the victory. Uh, anyways, let's go to a break real quick, and we'll give you the uh, a report on this race and the results from Oaklawn and the uh, fairgrounds. This is the Betting with Bobby on the Horse Racing Radio Network. In honor of all those we've lost to cancer and those still fighting and thriving, like basketball analyst and cancer champion Dick Vitale. I want to beat cancer. I'm going to beat it. That's no doubt in my mind. I'm going to win this battle. Defeating cancer will take all of us. Join our team to help fund game-changing research that saves lives. At the V Foundation, V is for victory over cancer. V is for victory over the odds. V is for victory over health disparities, victory over setbacks, victory over the unknown. V is for victory over giving up. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Donate to the V Foundation to join our team and help save lives. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart. And it cannot touch my soul. 100% of donations fund game-changing cancer research. Donate now to the V Foundation at V.org. Kids, they're just different than us. They have no inhibitions, 
Consider silverware optional and can find fun anywhere. And when kids get really sick, they're different than us too. Until now, children diagnosed with blood cancer have been treated like many adults. Not anymore. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society proudly introduces the Dare to Dream Project, transforming treatment and care through advocacy, education, and the largest global clinical trial for kids with blood cancer. For the first time, a specific treatment can be matched to a specific type of cancer in a specific child. It'll be the biggest medical advancement for little patients in history. Dare to Dream with us. Support the Dare to Dream Project and all the work that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society does at LLS.org. If you love them enough to listen to them practice the same song on tuba, please be done. Over and over and over and over and over. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Sounds good, honey. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. HRRN is live online. Go to our website at horseracingradio.net to stream all of our broadcasts live or listen to the show archives anytime. Read our blogs, get the latest news, and see our entire broadcast schedule. It's all there at horseracingradio.net. And follow us on Twitter at HRRN and like our page on Facebook. Search Apple Podcasts for HRRN and download our latest shows. HRRN is home to racing's biggest events, and our home on the web is at horseracingradio.net. You're listening to Betting with Bobby on the Horse Racing Radio Network. And Teppen just off the leader's flank in second top of the stretch. A gap of two more to Tourist who swings to the outside third. Mishawish is fourth in the center of the course. Grand Archbiff back toward the inside. And then impassable Teppen has taken the lead coming past the eighth pole. Obviously second Grand Arch is coming late from third. But Teppen has a five-length margin and deep stretch. It is Teppen with Julian Leperou. Mondial least runs late to second, but Teppen has won the Breeders' Cup mile. Mondial least second, Grand Arch third. Mishawish was fourth in one minute, 36 and three-fifths seconds. The brilliant Bernstein Philly Teppen. Great to hear her winning the uh, 2015 Breeders' Cup Mile here on Betting with Bobby. Again, I'm your host, uh, Bob Nasianovich, filling in for uh, Bobby Newman. Uh, what a campaign uh, she had in 2015. She won the Grade 2 uh, Churchill uh, Distaff Turf Mile. She went up to Belmont Park, won the Grade 1 Just a Game. Finished second in the Diana, second in the Boston Spa, both at Saratoga came back and uh, showed her affinity for the uh, turf course at Keeneland when she won the First Lady, and then 28 days later completed her sizzling season with a great win in the uh, Breeders' Cup Mile. Uh, just an amazing uh, mare uh, who shouldn't be forgotten. Uh, just uh, an unbelievable season um, for her. Um, let's uh, clean up some prices for you in the Oakland Park 7th race. The winner was uh, the uh, three-horse Notorious 602, trained by Chris Hartman, ridden by the 10-pound bug boy Joseph Belmere, who's won a couple of days, now got six wins. That's a uh, gelded son, a three-year-old by Preservationist. 
out of the uh, city zip mare, My Little Shamrock. Notorious 602 paid a handsome 1440 to win, 720 to place, 380 to show. Master of Disguise, a second time second in a row for uh, for that one. Uh, Maiden win has to be right around the corner. Master of Disguise paid 720 to place, 340 to show, and Catalina Crush. A bit disappointing on the uh, stout class drop for the norm. Cassie Barn paid two forty to show. The one dollar exacta three six paid forty nine seventy. The fifty cent try three six and four paid sixty four dollars and ten cents. The ten cent superfecta three six four twelve paid eighty dollars and three cents. Over at the fairgrounds, uh, again that uh, what looked to be a highly competitive. Uh, uh, race on the grass was sort of blown apart by the even money favorite. Uh, that was the four horse Tarnima, the Shadwell stable, owned and bred, uh, daughter of Kittens Joy, a three year old filly out of a Malibu moon mare called Moog, Moog had read. And uh, she paid in her second lifetime start, easy maiden win, won, a, won by about three under uh, Giroux, paid four dollars to win, three forty to place, two forty to show. The long shot. Tempting Lady continued the excellent form of the uh, Joe Sharp stable down there. Paid 11.40 to put place, 4.80 to show, and without cause, uh, Jareth Loveberry and Mark Cassie paid 2.40 to show the $1 exacta. Four and ten paid 16.10. The 50 cent try 4.10.2 paid 22.55, and the $1 superfecta 4.10.27 paid $153. In 90 cents. Looks like we're uh, about a minute from the uh, eighth race over at Oaklawn Park. And uh, so let's uh, ease our way back to uh, Hot Springs where the uh, sun remains out. It's uh, good to see. I'm afraid the weather is going to take a uh, sharp turn. Uh, so uh, if you're heading out to uh, the racetrack at Oaklawn Park, like so many others, make sure you bring your rain gear. The eighth race is a mile and a 16th uh, event. Um, it's a 50, open $50,000 claimer for four-year-olds and up. It has a, a $68,000 purse on it and uh, looks pretty wide open on paper. The morning line favorite. Um, there was a significant scratch in here. Decision maker, uh, the five horse who was three to one in the morning line, trained by Tom Van Berg, a closer that was meant to be ridden by Christian Torres, who's currently the meets uh, leading rider down there, um, came out. Uh, so that perhaps um, enhanced the appeal of Perfect Flight, the morning line favorite, who's currently 7-5 to five on the morning line. Uh, pretty hard to argue with the betters here, but, uh, again, these races, um, you know, are, are usually quite competitive. Um, in this case, uh, you know, again, you know, Peter Miller, this one finished third last time, and... Uh, we got beat four lengths for 62.5. Takes a little drop. Son of Uncle Mo, uh, his one of his big owners, Gary Barber, and uh, Santana stays aboard. Um, let's see where they are here. Saying zero minutes to post. And uh, yeah, they're right now. They're headed towards the starting gate. Uh, six to one, and here down from an eight to one morning line is Camp David, uh, ridden by the excellent Ramon Vasquez, trained by a Mike Maker. Um, the always capable Aaron Shorter has got a horse in here called Roman Centurion. 
That's written by Francisco Arrieta. He's at 10 to 1. The 1 Null Arbor's interesting. Uh, trained by an excellent veteran trainer, Steve Manley, and ridden by Julian Leperuse, 11 to 1. Um, live on the board is uh, Tim Asmussen, trainer Steve and son Keith at uh, 7 to 2, the 9 horse ethical uh, judgment. Asmussen also has the 10 horse, the, uh, who's 11 to 1, Alejandro, who will be partnered today by Luis Fuentes. Let's go out to Matt Dinnerman. With the call of the eighth race, the $50,000 claimer at Oakland Park. Perfect flight goes in. And Alejandro. We're ready to go. And uh, we're off. Uneventful break. Nola Burr from the inside put into play. He's got a nose in front with one lap to go. Camp David takes second perfect flight. Third is the stack up across the track. Stormy pattern four deep, farther out expensive cut, even deeper search engine around the clubhouse turn. It's Nola Burr with the lead here by a touch more than a length. Camp David relaxes right off of him in second perfect flight. Third stormy pattern is between horses and expensive cut. Who's three deep a length and a half to Roman Centurion. Then comes ethical judgment, a three deep search engine running about six lengths off the lead and he's four ahead of Alejandro who will attempt to do his best running later. They're down the back stretch. Nolaber's in front. A half length. Camp David now applying the heat. Approaching the half mile pole and they're a length and a half of a trio who line up. Perfect flight down on the inside of Stormy Pattern and Expensive Cut. Those three, two off the pace with a half mile left. Then Roman Centurion search engine out of harm's way as they start to pack up. Ethical Judgment loses a spot. His Stablemate Alejandro about to pass him. Alejandro needs to pass everybody, but he's making a wide sweeping run now. Alejandro in midfield already. They round the far turn. Nolabert challenged by Camp David, who sticks the head in front. And Camp David hits the quarter pole a half length in front. Nolabert has come under siege second. Here's expensive cut. Search engine. And Alejandro continues a big run from last. Alejandro is swept to the front with Luis Fuentes. It's Alejandro going away by three now. Expensive cut in second. Camp David Nolaber trying to hold fourth, but inside the 16th pole, it's a dominating win for Alejandro and Alejandro wins it by four. Expensive cut was second photo for third. Roman Centurion and Camp David. Wow, huge swooping move there for uh, Alejandro again. The uh, lesser regard of the Asmussen parent here uh, broke from the uh, 10 hole in this mile in the 16th event. And uh, kind of interesting, if you look at the form, this one uh, was in for a $50,000 tag today. At least in, in uh, his uh, last 10 runs, he has not been in for a tag. He was in an optional claiming race last time, but he was in for the allowance condition. And that was on the sealed mud at Oakland. He got beat 12 lengths under this rider, uh, Fuentes. Uh, who somewhat notably, that's his uh, first win. I'm sure a welcome winner for uh, him winning uh, for uh, Asmussen here. This is a uh, six-year-old son of uh, Curlin out of a Bernardini mare, so obviously you can't beat that pedigree for around two turns. And a horse that liked to finish second and third a lot uh, got the job done today. Uh, fourth lifetime win and a really impressive one at that. Uh, pretty eye-catching. Uh, notable here that there's been no change here in the uh, Tampa Bay Downs. Again, there was an incident at the 16th pole in which the horse that crossed the line in first, Soul Hope, um, kind of forced uh, the uh, favorite out of the way. 
they made no change. Uh, you know, and again, the horse that crossed the line in first was the uh, best horse in the race, and that was uh, Soul Hope, uh, ridden by Antonio Gallardo, trained by Mary Leitner, and uh, Soul Hope the three paid seven forty to win, three eighty to place, three dollars to show. The four Bahamian Moon made a nice rally up the rail, finished second, paid four sixty to place, three sixty to show. And the two Covenant Lady paid four twenty to show. The one dollar exacta three four sixteen thirty. The fifty cent try three four two thirty four seventy five. And the one dollar superfecta three four two seven paid one hundred and seventy seven ninety. I think we have action right around the corner here from the fairgrounds. It's a uh, bottom level race, uh, but I think we'll unquestionably be able to get it on the air here. Um, it's yeah. It's this is a uh, the eighth race. It's a uh, for fillies and mares, four-year-olds and up, which have never won four races or or which have not won two races since August 9th of 2023. Going a mile and 70, and uh, let's see where they are here behind the gate because they're showing zero minutes to post. Yeah, it looks like they're warming up, so we have a chance to take a quick look at uh, this race. The uh, current favorite in this wide-open affair. Again, we're talking about a field, a full field of 12 going a mile and 70 for the uh, bottom level uh, condition mares down there. A lot of uh, salty veterans here. Uh, looks like the uh, current favorite is the uh, six horse four princesses ridden by Corey Lannery for Alan Landry, a daughter of uh, Graydar, a nine-year-old mare. And uh, she's vying for fe femitism. In fact, just flashing into um uh, fa favoritism is the seven-horse Varsity Fly Girl, uh, ridden by uh, the excellent Audrey uh, Green for uh, Marty Kidd, who's looking for her first winner of the meet. A couple of five-to-one shots, and here are the two Jeremy Less, ridden by Jose Luis Rodriguez for Norm Cassie, um, who will be uh, trying to make amends. And uh, Gerard Melanson, the veteran rider, he partners the four-to-one three-horse Jay-Z's first uh, for uh, Emil Schwant uh, here. So, yeah, very wide open race, as you'd expect for the level. Uh, 12 horses, um, you know, again, a very competitive uh, bunch of what looks to be just a glorious day down there in uh, New Orleans. Uh, again, pretty quiet weekend on the racing front there. Uh, they'll let the uh, wildness that is Mardi Gras kick into high gear, and then when the smoke clears, you can expect a top-shelf card on uh, February 17th uh, at the fairgrounds with all kinds of, one of their mega cards with all kinds of greatest stakes races and Derby and Oaks preps. Um, they're headed towards the gate here. Um, another horse taking money from the, despite being in the 11th hole is what are you going to do, Karen? Uh, again, it's those connections that uh, seem to be in, Every race of this type at uh, the fairgrounds, and that's trainer Shane Wilson and uh, jockey Jose Guerrero, uh, currently 5-1 to one on the board. A no change and no need to make one at Oaklawn Park. We'll get those prices in after this race from fairgrounds, and then we'll get these. Uh, we'll take a break and uh, get the uh, prices in from this fairgrounds race. Then we're going to play an interview of Len Friedman, who's going to let us know. He's one of the original uh, founders of the Ragazin Sheets, and he's going to give us the details on everything 
that you need to know about that valuable handicapping product that is the Ragazin Sheets, um, some history, and uh, looking forward for uh, a company that has been beneficial to owners, uh, buyers, uh, claiming owners since the late 60s, really sort of a an interesting, unique uh, handicapping tool which continues to thrive. We'll hear from Len Friedman in the uh, next segment. Uh, again, another incredibly efficient load at the fairgrounds. Let's go out to uh, John Dooley with the call of the fairgrounds eight. Two to one, the final favorite with Kitchen of the Court, the final one coming up. Louisiana Brad, she's a four-time winner. Saturday post time here, noon central. Last of the day, all in. And they're off. Varsity Fly Girl, their sweet perfection. What are you going to do, Karen? Dreaming less and no, Nanette, no. In the black and yellow blocks, and Kitten of the Court looks for position as they enter the first turn. What are you going to do, Karen? Vying early with sweet perfection, the rail, as they make this way to the back of the track. On the outside is Kitten of the Court in the purple cap, who just changed Dreamy Less fourth with the rail by two. Then comes No Nanette No outside her for Prince uh, Varsity Fly Girl, making this backstretch run. Then five more to Payo Princess. Fat and Furious pulled to the far outside to a clear path. Making this run toward the half-mile pole, Jay-Z's first for Princesses is running in 10th. Avery Ever After is 11th, and Pat Hengerl trails the dozen here in the Friday finale. The quarter whizzed past in 22.88 seconds with Jose Guerrero. It's what are you going to do, Karen? Kylie Wellington and Sweet Perfection, the Calbred Mayor, right back on terms. They're being tracked by Kitchen of the Court, Dreamy Less. Varsity Fly Girl draws to within six lengths off these leaders. Three furlongs from home. Then comes No Nat, No No. Two clear from Payo Princess. Fat and Furious has had a wide run. Jay-Z first looking to make headway with the rail. A break of five more. Then two four princesses with Pat Hangirl every ever after. Half mile, 47.16 seconds. As the Philly and Mares turn for home, it's Sweet Perfection. Sweet Perfection spins them in after three quarters in 1 minute 13.87 seconds through the final quarter of a mile. Sweet Perfection, stamina slipping away. Jay-Z's first takes the lead with between horses, Dreamy Less, Payo Princess, and on the outside, four princesses with her charge. Avery ever after finishing well with the rail in the Royal Blue, but for Gerard Melanson, it's Jay-Z's first close to home. Jay-Z's first. Well, G-Money won his first 40 years ago, and he gets JV's first home here in the finale from Dreamy Less than Every Ever After and Four Princesses. Well, you heard the call there from uh, Mr. Dooley. Uh, Gerard Melanson won his first race uh, 40 years ago, and I guarantee you he's won a lot of uh, get-out races, uh, last races on the card. At many Louisiana racetracks over the years, he'll send uh, his backers home very happy, uh, good for actually about a five-wide rally on Jay-Z's first here. It went off at 5-1 to one for trainer Emile Chavant. Okay, let's get you paid out at Oaklawn Park. Uh, their results are in from out there. Uh, for the uh, eighth race on the card, again, really impressively uh, won by Alejandro here, who is uh, dropping in for the tag for the first time in a while. Uh, the uh, lesser regarded of the Asmussen pair in here, ridden by Luis Fuentes, uh, paid 28.80 to win, 13.20 to place, 6.80 to show, the seven expensive cut. Rafael Bayerano and Randy Morse, those are the connections you need to follow there. They're both in uh, very good form. Morse enjoying a good meat expensive cut, the seven paid $12 to place, and 9.20 to show. And. Uh, 
Also live, a live pair, Ramon Vasquez and Mike Maker picked up the uh, pieces with the three camp. David paid five eighty to show. The one dollar exacta ten seven paid one hundred and forty seven seventy. The fifty cent try ten seven three paid seven hundred and thirty dollars and ninety five cents. And the uh, one dollar, or the, I'm sorry, the ten cent superfecta of ten seven three two paid a hefty five hundred and forty eight dollars and ninety four cents. Okay, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, the last race on the show will be the uh, ninth from Oaklawn Park. But in the meantime. We're going to hear an interview with Len Friedman of the Ragazin Sheets, all things Ragazin, in the uh, next segment on Betting with Bobby here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. All over America, people are taking the national radon test. Have you? Excuse me, have you heard of radon? Is that a gas? Is it something that comes up out the ground or something? It's like poison gas. Something dangerous that you're supposed to check on to make sure it's not in your home. Now it's your turn. Answer true or false. Radon is a radioactive gas. True, radon is a radioactive gas. True or false? The Office of the Surgeon General recommends that all homes be tested for radon. True, your home should be tested. I didn't know that, no. True or false? Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer. True. True, I didn't know that. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer. Answer true or false? Homes with radon problems can be fixed. True. Homes with radon problems can be fixed. So what do you do about it? I'm going to dial the number and call. 1-800-SOS-RADON. If I don't take care of it, nobody else will. Keep your family safe from radon. Call now. 1-800-SOS-RADON. Parenting is hard. Technology can make it harder. The family media plan developed by the American Academy of Pediatrics helps make it easier. Go to healthychildren.org forward slash media plan to create the media plan that's right for your family. Whether you make a full plan or just choose a few parts that matter the most to your family, healthychildren.org forward slash media plan is an easy to use tool that will help your family set media priorities and create healthy digital habits in line with your family's values. You'll also get practical tips to help make the plan work. And you can come back to revise your plan as often as you need to, like at the beginning of each school year or during summer and holiday breaks. Raising kids in the age of screens is easier when you have a plan. Go to healthychildren.org forward slash media plan and make your plan today. Small cell lung cancer can affect anyone, not only smokers. The good news is early lung cancer screenings can detect small cell lung cancer before it spreads when the disease is most treatable. Join Stand Up to Cancer and Jazz Pharmaceuticals to raise awareness of small cell lung cancer and accelerate the pace of research. Ask your healthcare provider about screening options that might be right for you or a loved one. Visit standuptocancer.org slash lung to learn more. Trainer Talk, presented by Phasing Tipton. Please join me in welcoming Hall of Fame trainer Todd Fletcher. Hall of Fame trainer Nick Zito on Trainer Talk. Welcome Hall of Famer Bob Baffert to the program. Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahee, nice enough to spend some time with us. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott here on Trainer Talk. Dual Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie. Trainer Talk, the biggest names in horse racing. Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. 
You're listening to Betting with Bobby on the Horse Racing Radio Network. Welcome back to uh, Betting with Bobby here on the Horse Racing Radio Network. You just heard the 2008 Breeders' Cup Classic, one of a pair that were run on the old pro ride surface out at uh, Santa Anita when Ravens Pass mowed down Curlin and several others uh, to uh, get the prize. Uh, Real quick, we're going to redo the results of the the last race uh, there at the fairgrounds on the card. It was the eighth race on the card. And uh, Jay-Z's first for uh, veteran rider Gerard Melanson got the job done for trainer Emil Schwant. Paid $14.80 to win, $4 to place, $3.40 to show. Jeremy Less for the Cassie Barn, the Norm Cassie Barn, paid $3.80 to place, $3.20 to show. And Avery Ever After picked up the pieces, got the show spot, paid $4.80 to show. The $1 exacta, dollars $32. The 50 cent try, 321, 6630. And the uh, send you home 10 cent superfecta, 3216, paid $72.15. We'll be back for the Oaklawn Park ninth race. But again, a uh, really good interview here of Len Friedman from the Rags and Sheets here on Betting with Bobby. Please now to be joined by Len Friedman from the Ragas and Sheets. Ragas and Sheets have been around for many, many years. They are a great tool uh, for both wagering and just all over handicapping of how fast or maybe not how not so fast some of the horses are. Len, thanks for taking the time this afternoon. Glad to be here. So, Len, for, for our listeners that either are not familiar with the Ragas and Sheets or really don't know what they're about, how did they get started and what exactly are the Ragas and Sheets? Well, the Sheets sort of got their start in the late 50s. Uh, Len Ragason's father started playing around with uh, making numbers for horses' races. But really, it wasn't until the early 60s that uh, Len sort of refined it to what the current Sheets are. That is, the Sheets are a history of every horse's performances. A horse gets a number for each race it runs, which is a number that reflects what we think the effort the horse put out that day after combing through all the variables that uh, go into making a number. Uh, They're then graphed on a sheet of paper, and you're basically reading the horse's history of performances in order to have some idea of the likelihood of what the horse is going to run next time out. So what is the difference between the numbers that we see on a Ragazin sheet as compared to speed figures that we see in past performances? Well, first of all, the numbers are good. The, the, we go to a lot of trouble, and we include several factors that other people don't include in their ratings. For instance, we adjust the time of the race by the wind 
we time the races ourselves. So we're essentially getting a gate-to-finish line time for the race, which, of course, is more accurate than timing the race from the official start of the race because, after all, the horses have to run from the gate to the finish line. We also make a correction for how fast the track was that day, which is a sophisticated decision, and I think we just make it better than other people do. We spend more time on it. This is all we do, making numbers. That, 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 that's what our business is. Uh, we make a correction for the weight the horse carries. Uh, and the factors that we put in the numbers, Raggison spent years distilling what the actual factors were that affected how fast a horse runs. And so you just get a more accurate speed rating. It, it, it isn't different. I mean, you know, other than the fact that the lower numbers are better on the sheets and, and we have a different scale than other people do. Our scale is pretty much from zero to 40. But it's the accuracy of the numbers that is different. Speaking with Len Friedman from the Ragazin Sheets. So for people who have never seen the sheets uh, and aren't familiar with them, probably somewhere along the way they've either heard the sheets being mentioned or they've read something uh, kind of alluding to sheet numbers. And there are a couple horses that are real lightning rods in 2022 that I, I'd love your opinion on. One of them is Flightline. And one of them is Rich Strike. So we'll start with Flightline. It's a horse for John Sadler that has looked absolutely phenomenal in all four of his starts. The problem is he's only run four times, and he has a lot of time between his races. But he's looked fantastic thus far. He's really looked like a machine in all four of his starts. How fast is Flightline in general, and how how fast is he compared to other horses who, you know, in like their first four starts of their career? Well, it's not fair to compare him to other horses in the first four starts of their career because other horses didn't take three, four, five months between starts. That is part of sheet analysis uh, and, and something that has become sort of in the general conversations now is the idea of horses reacting or bouncing from efforts. Well, you don't have that effect if the horse has four months between races. The horse has plenty of time to recover from the effort. So sure, flight lines, numbers are all very good. But the races that normally would have been in between those races probably wouldn't have been so good if he had been running every month. You know, so there aren't really any horses to compare flight line to because nobody's ever campaigned a horse like this. But in terms of comparing him to other horses, he's a good horse. I mean, you could say he's a very good horse, but he's, you know, considerably short of the top horses historically. I mean, his best is a one that he ran in the last race last year. Uh, he just ran a two in, in winning the Met Mile. Well, Secretariat, by the time of the Belmont, had already run two zeros. He'd already run 
better than Flightline has ever run twice. By this time in his career, Ghost Zapper already had three minus three and a halves. I mean, which is like, you know, eight, ten lengths better than anything Flightline has ever run. And Flightline doesn't really compare that strongly to the top horses of all time. He compares to the secondary level horses, you know, the horses who were the best horse of the year, you know, or maybe even the best horses in a two or three year period. But th- but that's all flight line is. Uh, th- there's no reason to look at him as some kind of all time super champion. All right. Interesting notes there, because obviously visual visually, he looks like as good as we've seen. Maybe some of us have ever seen, uh, but the numbers are saying, no, not so fast. There are some that have been faster uh, in previous years. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. Rich Strike well, wins the we, Kentucky before Derby. We flight line, before we leave Flightline, Asmussen Sprinter ran the same number that Flightline ran the day before. Okay, so Jackie's Warrior. So my question is, yeah. does, does Jackie's Warrior consistently run that good of a number or was that an anomaly for him well he ran it once before the race before the breeders cup and he bounced off of that number in the breeders cup uh does he run consistently as good as flight line no he's as good as flight line on his best day and he's had that day a couple of times and and i would think as a four-year-old he's probably going to have it a few more times I I don't think he'll react as badly this year as he did last year to that effort. And, you know, if they were running against each other next time, it would be very hard for me to separate them. You know, if they each had six weeks rest. Interesting. Speaking of Jackie's Warrior and Flightline. So let's let's talk about Rich Strike. This is a horse who not too many people expected him to do what he did on the first Saturday in May. Uh, and I read a snippet somewhere that, uh, according to Ragazin Sheets, he's the worst Derby winner, basically, of my lifetime. Am I on the right track? He's the worst Derby winner uh, since the Sheets started. The Derby never went this slow before, and it, he's considerably slower than the next slowest Derby. And it just was... You know, one of those anomalies, you know, that happens every once in a while. A bunch of horses, you know, ran absolutely ridiculous early fractions and eliminated themselves. And a bunch of other horses who were much better than Rich Strike bounced off of their top efforts. You know, it usually is true that coming into the Derby, there's a lot of horses coming in off of top efforts. But... Usually one or two of them repeat those efforts. It's three-year-olds this time of the year. They don't all react to their efforts. Sometimes they repeat. Sometimes they go forward again. But in this derby, they all bounced. And he just got in there. He ran uh, a ten and a half to win the derby. The next slowest derby was an eight. And there were only three of those in all the years between 62 and 22, 60 years. So 56 of those other derbies went uh, effectively about 10 lengths faster 
than what Rich Strike ran. He's an allowance horse, and not that good an allowance horse. I mean, he'd, he'd be a long shot in a non-winners of two at a major circuit. And he probably will be at some point because that's where he's going to end up being. I mean, uh, he, he can't continue to run in stakes races. He bounced off of that top effort in the Derby, and he is what he is. He's a nice horse, but nothing more than a second-level allowance horse. Well, my guess is that it's going to get be very hard to convince the connections of Rich Strike <laughs> of what you just described. And he's not going to show up in an allowance race wherever he shows up next. He's probably going to show up in the Jim Dandy or the Travers or the Haskell or some other, you know, it could or the Pennsylvania Derby or the West Virginia Derby. But what you're saying is you probably wouldn't like him in any of those spots. Yeah, he's going to be a talk probably in every race he runs this year. Because I think what you say is correct. He, he's going to be running against top-class three-year-old stakes horses, and he isn't all that good, and there'll be some new ones uh, from Chad Brown and Todd Pletcher, you know, that'll start showing up, and they're all going to beat him. He's, he's not going to be a factor in those races. Uh you know, and at some point along the way, it's possible that flight line will be a good bet against, particularly if they run him a little more often. Well, unfortunately, if you're looking to play against him, I think you're only going to get two more chances maximum yeah. before. And it's probably going to be the Pacific Classic where there's nobody who can run as far as handicap horses on the West Coast right now. Uh, and then the Breeders' Cup Classic, where, you know, it, maybe you'll have a chance to bet against him. But we will see yeah, uh, down the line. Le- Len, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. For people who are interested in learning more about the Ragas and Cheats, uh, what can they do? Is there any sort of beginner information available? Right. Just go to thecheats.com. And uh, on, on the front page of that, there's a little intro material slug. Click on that, and it gives you some beginning notions of how the sheets are set up, what the numbers reflect, and some beginning ideas on how to handicap. There's also some seminars that we uh, taped a long, long time ago uh, that basically are various strategies on how to use the sheets and read the patterns on the sheets. Uh, They're like $5 a piece just to cover the shipping expenses. And I think that they're useful and people might enjoy uh, taking a look at it and seeing what this strategy of handicapping is really appreciate it len great information very intriguing stuff that you're saying it's a you know knowing exactly how fast or slow horses like flight line and rich strike are uh love getting this kind of education really appreciate you taking the time len thank you so much okay thanks for having me good luck to everybody right on uh len friedman and your hero on betting with Bobby, Bobby Newman. I'm sure it's uh, good for all of uh, Bobby's fans to hear his voice again. He'll be back next week on betting with Bobby. Uh, a pre-recorded interview, obviously, with uh, Mr. Friedman, in which he uh, told us that uh, Rich Strike uh, is just 
wasn't very good, and uh, I guess he was, you know, to some extent, despite winning the Grade One Kentucky Derby, he was good enough on that day, and uh, and uh, it didn't really pan out. And then also that uh, flight line uh, was no secretariat. Um, but uh, anyways, good to hear that. We're back to uh, live racing. Uh, they're behind the gate for the ninth race, the finale on the show. And a $143,000 pot here, uh, this, this uh, going the uh, two-turn mile there with a short stretch of the mile uh, run at Oakland for four-year-olds and upward, which have never won 24000 three times other than maiden claiming starter or state bred, or which have not won $45,000 other than maiden claiming or starter since April 9th of 2023, or a claiming price of 75000 We've got ten. Uh, we've got a uh, scratch here of the six horse that makes nine runners. Uh, the six horses out. That was Hayes Strike from the uh, McPeak Barn. Let's try to uh, send the betting with Bobby, uh, home listeners. On a happy note, the selection in here is Mask Parade, a horse that was claimed by Robertino Diodoro in September, September 21st, for $80,000 off of Al Stahl. He's not in for the tag. He's ridden again by the meets leading rider, Christian Torres. Uh, he's a horse that uh, finished six beaten five lengths these di- uh, that day, training very forwardly at uh, Oakland Park, including a very uh, solid bullet work in the slop, best of 47 on January 12th, and a solid maintenance move on January 29th. Again, the selection in the uh, Oakland Park eighth race is mask. I'm sorry, the ninth race, the selection is Mask Parade, the son of Upstart. Uh, They're about two-thirds of the way loaded. Let's go out to the call of the race with Oaklawn track announcer Matt Dinnerman. Working with B-Doc to go into the gate. They've loaded Payne. There's two more runners to load it. B-Doc... As we welcome in our TV partners now, B-Doc still working with that rival to go in. B-Doc taking his spot he's in from the Doug O'Neill barn. Of course, Doug with most of his stable in Southern California. He's got this runner here, B-Doc, in the second level allowance feature. One back, Pat's property. We kick off the late daily double, and we are ready to go. And uh, Laroff, Pat's property on the far outside, sent along, but isn't quick enough at the moment to get up with the leader, Strava. Now Pat's property, he finds his stride to the lead, and he's got the most speed into the turn. Major Blue, a little bit keen right behind him, takes the second spot with Strava. Pat's property getting all the way over to the rail from the outside post with Walter De La Cruz. Pat's property, the long shot, sets the pace. Had to use some energy to get to where he's at, but he's on top by a length and a half. Strava's second major blue more relaxed backs off at the third. Then Osborne coming out of sprint races, a little bit headstrong. He's being joined by a pair of runners, B-Doc and Payne. They're a length and a half in front of Santos Dumont, Mask Parade, and the Gray Command Performance at the back. Seven legs from first to last, and Pat's property continues to lead the parade here by a length and a half about as he slows the pace down in the second quarter mile, gets a breather. Santos Dumont has made up 
plenty of positions. He's all the way into second now, passing Major Blue, and Strava, who's the first one to blink, is back in fourth, losing position. Payne joins him. Osborne has lost a few spots as well. He's in an all-out drive. B-Doc needs to pick it up. Mask Parade, Command Performance still last. As they round the far turn, this race will end at the 16th pole. Pat's property a neck in front. Santos Dubot is right there battling for the win. Here's Strava on the outside, re-rallying, and coming on now is Strava with big strides. Strava grandstand side is swept to the front. Pat's property is second. Payne on the inside trying to get there. 16th to go. Strava's in front. Payne's lunging after him, making it tight, and Payne got there. Payne on the inside for Keith Asmussen picking up a double. A nice ride there. Pat's property in the photo for second with Strava. Guess what? Looked like Mask Parade needed the race off the uh, layoff. Uh, well, he'll live to fight another day. Uh, the winner was the four-horse pain, 15-1. to 1, Two huge prices in a row from the Asmussen Barn. This one ridden by his son tenth, uh, Keith for his 11th uh, winner of the meet. A horse that had been sprinting appreciated the stretch out to the uh, two-turn mile at Oaklawn Park. Uh, anyways, uh, Next up on the Horse Racing Radio Network is the Am we Wager Weekend Stakes Preview Show, in which my guest is Nelson Clemens, the CEO at Dam Wager. And of course, tomorrow morning, we can look forward to another outstanding edition of the Baron of the Backstretch, Mike Penna's uh, Equine Forum, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern. Trainer Gary Capuano discusses his Sam Davis contender Copper Tax. Spendthrift General Manager Ned Toffey shares his thoughts on undefeated Copion and Saturday's uh, Las Virgines. And trainer Mike McCarthy looks ahead to the El Camino Real Derby, uh, his runner in there endlessly, uh, who uh, will try to match the stables Rombauer, who won the El Camino Real Derby and the 2021 Preakness Stakes. Stay tuned for the Am Wager. Weekend Stakes Preview. This is Bob Nasanovich filling in for Bobby Newman on Betting with Bobby here on the Horse Racing Radio Network.